Hello, everyone, and welcome to this session with Buck Slugaris on AI safety. I'm Sophia Davis-Vogel, and I'll be the MC for this session. Buck Slegeris does independent research on topics related to long-termism. He worked at the Machine Intelligence Research Institute from 2017 to 2020, doing a mixture of research and outreach. Without further ado, here's Buck. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Buck. I'm super glad to be here. I want to tell you how I think college students should orient to AI safety. Uh, for bonus content on this talk, including the Google Doc where I wrote it, uh, you can look at the link that I've provided there and read all the places that my friends think that various points I've made are subtly wrong. Uh, all right, so my background. I ran across less wrong when I was in high school in 2010, started reading about AI safety and wild animal suffering and give well and all these interesting things. Uh, I was in university from 2012 to 2014, the Australian National University, where I wore colorful clothes and played music sometimes. I was a software engineer earning to give from 2015 to 2017. 2017 to earlier this year, I was working at Miri doing a mixture of recruiting and movement building and AI safety research stuff. And I am now working on various independent projects. So I want to talk about how to orient to AI safety. Uh, so by this, I mean maybe a level of abstraction higher than I think you should learn about this particular topic or I think you should study this particular thing. I want to give you my sense of how you should be prioritizing what things to do. My assumption about you is that you're a college student who thinks AI safety is plausibly important. Uh, I sometimes assume you're a person who wants to do AI safety technical research and knows computer science and math. Uh, I sometimes assume that you're someone who does AI safety wants to do AI safety technical research, uh, in as much as something isn't aimed at you, you will figure it out through context and it'll be good. Uh, all right, so my key claim is that you should try to engage with the content of AI safety while you're in school. And by engaging with the content, I mean something like you should be trying to read things that are written by AI safety researchers for AI safety researchers, and you should be trying to come to your own opinion about the answers to the questions of the big uh, the answers to the questions that are most important to the field. So I don't think you should do this because I think that you'll come up with lots of great stuff on your own necessarily, but I do think that doing this kind of thing uh, makes it more likely that you end up having good judgment and doing useful research eventually. So I don't think that this is just trivial advice. For instance, I wouldn't give this advice uh, to someone who wanted to be a theoretical physicist or mathematician, because I think that if you try to read cutting-edge theoretical physics or cutting edge math while you're in school, you will basically fail to understand it and waste your time and you should be focusing on learning the basics. I think this is roughly speaking not true of AI safety. I'll come back to talking about that in a bit more detail later. The reason why I think this is important is that I think we really need people who've tried to think through the whole thing. By that, I mean something like people whose AI safety research is guided by a specific model they have of why the things they're doing are going to reduce the probability of AI existential risk. Not everyone thinks that this is obviously true. The reason why I think it's important for AI safety to have people who've tried to think through the whole thing uh, is that in my experience, AI safety researchers who have clear pictures of the goal of their research are more likely to do research, which seems to me likely to actually reduce existential risk. Another reason for this is some of the most valuable work that I've seen on AI safety research from the last few years, in my opinion, falls into the category of you know, trying to think through the whole thing. So for instance, I thought Ben Garfinkel's stuff and Richard Noe's stuff from recently were both pretty cool. 
though, of course, we'd expect the proportion of research in AI safety that's kind of high level to full over time uh, as we know more about what we're doing. Uh, I also think that AI safety people having thought through AI safety more makes the field a bit healthier and makes it seem smarter to outsiders. Uh, I think that if you don't have an opinion on the route via which your work leads to a reduction in existential risk, you're gambling on the person you're working for having a good sense of this, which I think is reasonable in a lot of cases. I think it's nice to preserve the option of not having to make that gamble. And that's why I think it's valuable to try and think through the whole thing. Um, so, all right, so where's your soul on wanting to think through the whole thing? What are the things you should think about exactly? Uh, I wanna break it down into two categories. First category here is high level forecasting questions. The most interesting forecasting question about AI risk is what's the probability that we all die due to AGI? Um, I think that thinking through what you think this number is, is valuable, not just because the number is pretty interesting, uh, but also because I think that once you've thought it through, you will have built for yourself a concrete model of what leads to AI risk being higher or lower. So if one of the things that was part of your estimate was, you know, how hard will various companies try to do various AI alignment things? Uh, and then you'll realize that anything which increases the probability of that is going to reduce your estimate of existential risk. I think this is a real effect. Uh, another high level question, which is pretty interesting, is what will the world look like in the five years before and after AGI? Uh, I, this is related to questions about takeoff speeds and obviously plays into the question of what's the probability of extinction quite a lot, seems very important to me. The other type of question is technical questions about AI safety, of which I think the key one is something like, what are the alignment strategies that are scalably safe and competitive? By which I mean, what are the alignment strategies that keep being aligned when the system's really smart and aren't hopelessly incompetent compared to AI systems with a similar amount of resources being thrown into them? Those are the questions I think the most important. I want to go back to my claim about how AI safety compares to other fields where I was saying that it is in some sense shallower than math and physics because it doesn't have deep chains of prerequisites. Um, it's not that far to the cutting edge is another way of saying that. I think that there's probably something like one to two undergraduate courses of AI safety content uh, and four to eight undergraduate courses of prerequisites where by AI safety content, I mean like the basic explanation of things such that afterwards you can read the alignment newsletter and understand basically the context for all the new research which is happening. I think that AI safety has kind of a similar amount of prerequisites to advanced data structures and a, a similar depth to, to some parts of this field. So in Stanford and MIT, uh, there are these courses called advanced data structures. I think the one from Stanford has particularly good lecture notes. Uh, and these courses have final projects where you have to come up with some data structure stuff. And the people who do these courses sometimes end up publishing their final projects. I think AI safety is something like as deep as this, where it's not unreasonable to think that after your second course uh, in, a particular, in a particular path, you're saying things that are new and interesting. Some other ways AI safety compares to other fields is I think it's kind of a Wild West kind of situation. Uh, one way in which this is true is there isn't really a textbook for AI safety. So a lot of the time when you want to learn things, you're having to scrounge around random blog posts. Various people are trying to make this better in various ways, of course. I think there are a reasonable number of AI safety arguments that are folklore in the sense that they haven't really been written down, but they're just a thing that AI safety researchers have said to each other over the course of however many years. Uh, I think it's really great when people do write these down. Another fun fact about AI safety is I think there are a lot of hidden prerequisites 
by which I mean other subjects like machine learning or algorithmic information theory, where a bunch of like we've imported a bunch of jargon and ideas from these fields, often not in a super deep way, such that you'd be fine if you just read the Wikipedia page rather than having read the, um, you know, done the relevant undergraduate course. But that still uh, makes AI safety a little bit harder to get into than a lot of things. And you should be very willing to open up Wikipedia when there's something you don't get. So I want to talk about two mistakes that I see students making sometimes about AI safety. So one of them is taking the ideas in the field insufficiently seriously where they don't spend as much time as I think they ought to reading things that the AI safety research community is coming, uh, is coming out with, uh, thinking that they should instead spend all of their time learning more computer science or machine learning or math, uh, and planning to just learn the bits of AI safety that they need later. I think that this has the tendency to leave people kind of bad at steering themselves towards the right problems in AI safety. Like, according to me, a lot of the value to be created comes from having a deep understanding of the specific things people have talked about inside the field of AI safety. It's not like there is a huge number of shovel-ready tasks where we just need people who are very good at this particular technical thing to come in and solve these nice open problems we have. Though that is a little bit true sometimes. I think there's kind of an inverse mistake that people make as well, where they take the field too seriously uh, and think that it's hopelessly inaccessible because people have surely built giant uh, layers of abstractions on top of each other such that they'll never be able to understand the cutting edge and never be able to contribute to the discussions until they are far more, uh, far more experienced than an undergraduate. I don't think that this is the right call either. I think it's better to start reading this stuff and arguing about this stuff uh, when you're an undergraduate. I think that it's very normal for undergraduates to have very reasonable understandings of what's happening in AI safety. So a question that I want to talk about specifically which is kind of off the theme of thinking that you should get really deep into the actual content of AI safety, is uh, whether you should get really good at machine learning. I think the answer is you should probably get reasonably good at machine learning. So if you get really good at machine learning, uh, this means that you're able to do certain kinds of AI safety research that I think are really exciting. Uh, so OpenAI needs some people to help them align GPT-3. I think this is just quite an exciting thing uh, that they're working on over there and I really hope they succeeded it. Uh, and the only way to produce value there is being really good at machine learning or, or programming. So I think that if you're the kind of person who would plausibly get really good at machine learning, it's probably worth your time to try and do that. On the other hand, I think there are many parts of AI safety research that don't rely basically at all on being good at actually doing machine learning. For instance, uh, writing Richard Noe's piece on uh, uh, AI safety from first principles or a, lots of other, a lot of other types of research. Um, I think that basically everyone who wants to do technical AI safety research should probably know basic machine learning things like how to train a neural net, how convolutional neural nets work, how deep Q learning works, uh, similar things to this. And most people involved in AI safety technical research should probably know substantially more than that. Uh, this is because I, to some extent, buy the argument that knowing more about machine learning just means you have a better sense of what's going on and you're less likely to do research that is just uh, predicated on some really dumb assumptions about what machine learning is like. Different researchers differ on how far that goes. So there are some people who think that if you don't know really a lot of machine learning, you're just going to have really dumb opinions about AI safety uh, and you're just going to, your, your, your intuitions are going to be substantially off. I personally am not persuaded by this. I think there is like one really good example of someone having a really good AI safety idea that I had completely missed because I 
didn't know any machine learning. And I just definitely would not have thought of that because I did not know some particular machine learning facts. Um, but I don't think this is massively ubiquitous. Uh, the main thing the main thing in AI safety where it seems really crucial to know lots and lots of machine learning is if you want to, in fact, do good via uh, training models, which I think is a pretty reasonable way of doing uh, AI safety stuff. So my overall take here is I think that if you want to do AI safety research and you're planning to get a STEM major, you should probably spend like 20 to 80% of your effort that you're spending on AI safety uh, on learning machine learning. And you should decide between these extremes by thinking about how good you seem to be at machine learning compared to other things and how enthusiastic you are about spending more time on it. So here are some concrete suggestions about what things you should maybe do. Uh, I think you should go to Evan and Ossia's talks. Evan's talk is about the technical question I was describing earlier. Uh, what are strategies for building scalable and competitive aligned AI systems? It's based on a post of his, which I think is one of the best posts to try to read to orient yourself to the technical questions of AI safety. Um, Ossia's talk is about uh, what some interesting research, according to her, uh, about AI safety, uh, based on her experience writing the AI alignment newsletter and reading a bunch of these, reading a bunch of AI alignment stuff. Uh, so along those lines, my reading recommendation is the AI alignment newsletter. I think the AI alignment newsletter is great. Uh, it covers all different parts of AI alignment and uh, more general machine learning results. Um, I think that there is a whole lot of stuff. I think it's just like very well worth your time to read those summaries. Uh, I have a longer list of recommendations on my website, as, as mentioned. Uh, sometimes I run workshops, the AI Risk for Computer Scientists workshops or uh, other workshops. Uh, I'd love to have you apply to those if we ever run them again after this terrible COVID times. Uh, and yeah, I would love to get emails from you all uh, and answer questions you have. Uh, Evan Kubinger is also... Uh, down for answering questions about AI safety stuff over email. That's my talk.